Thanks for tuning in to Market With Me Quickly. I'm Andrea. We created this podcast to inform, educate, and assist marketers in doing their jobs just a little bit better, which became even more necessary once the coronavirus pandemic had the entire country on standstill. The stock market took a hit, people began losing their jobs, a stimulus package is now in the works, not to mention tens of thousands are dying around the world from COVID-19. So right now, we're in the thick of it, and it looks like we're going to be here for a while. We've been hearing from marketers firsthand just how difficult it is to navigate doing their jobs in this environment, which is why I called Professor James Wilkie. In addition to teaching students, he's a consumer psychologist. His research examines how environmental cues and social norms can automatically influence consumers. His work has been published in some of marketing and psychology's lead journals, in addition to the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, NPR, and many more. The Marketing Science Institute's academic trustees named his article titled, Is Eco-Friendly Unmanly? The Green Feminine Stereotype and Its Effect on Sustainable Consumption, a must-read for marketers. His projects have explored the impact of gender perceptions and identity on consumer preferences of men versus women, how qualitative aspects of numeric information can bias consumers, and how activating consumer mindsets changes judgments and decisions. We really dug into all of this, but we'll be holding some of it for a later episode. Right now, we want to share his expertise about marketing in the age of COVID-19. So with, with things like pandemics, it's important that people um kind of as a collective behave in a way that will help benefit us benefit us all um and so uh, you know fitting into kind of this type of research that we've talked about again it's it's thinking about how consumers uh, think about themselves uh how they identify with themselves as being uh, part of a group or versus being an individual and I think uh, it would be good to place more emphasis on the importance that, that people have and consumers have in uh, behaving as a collective. And, and as of right now, not emphasizing so much that this idea that it's important for people to be different from each other. It's more about how are we similar to each other? How do we have similar goals? Uh, and how can we work as a group in order to achieve them? Uh, so that that relates to uh, the differences between men and women. Um, men tend to be more individualistic. Uh, that has to do with uh, you know differences in gender socialization. So men are uh, you know as boys are uh, socialized to be more competitive, more important to stand out from others. Um, Whereas women tend to be more cooperative, they tend to think more about the group and be more empathetic. Um, so as it relates to the coronavirus, I think, um, you know, it's a case where men need to work probably a little bit more in this area with, uh, you know, my action affects the actions of everyone else or affects the health of everyone else. And you know, it's it's important for me to behave in a way, even if I don't necessarily like it, but uh, behave in a way that will benefit you know other people. And I think just uh, through the socialization process, uh, men are less used to that than than women are. How can marketers help 
people get there, men specifically? Do you see a role that marketers could play um, in addition to messaging that's thinking about the collective as citizens? Um, for men specifically, I, I mean, I think it, it's something where um, uh, you can target men specifically with messages. Um, so actually, there's been more of an initiative lately, uh, partially driven by the World Health Organization, to make a better uh, or more gender, I guess they, they use the term equitable, uh, health campaigns. So um, previously, health campaigns have been found to be much more effective for women than men. And the belief is it's because these messages are, are for whatever reason, uh, women gravitate towards them more. They're more attractive by the, more attracted by this type of messaging than men. So more of an effort has been needed to try to figure out, well, what actually works for men? One of the things is, is playing on this idea of masculinity. It's somewhat similar to the eco-friendliness stuff. It's health has kind of been considered more of a feminine so um you know messaging in a way that says well no it's not feminine it's it's important it's uh part of being be, you know in order to be strong you have to be healthy you know and masculinity is about strength and you know you can't be strong without being healthy kind of uh messaging so uh i think that uh it, by targeting men more specifically with messages uh, like that, like uh, you're a strong man if you protect others and you can protect others by staying inside, um, then that's a, a type of, of technique that can be used to, by, by marketers you know, that want to provide a more pro-social type of messaging um, in order to kind of encourage better behavior uh, by men within this you know, certain time. Um, but of course, that's, uh, it can also be used by companies that uh, want to sell, you know, certain goods. Uh, you know, I think this idea of men, you know, stereotypically, this idea of men protecting others or protecting their family, being a provider, um, you can, you know, market things in a way that, that it provides that benefit to men. Um, so it's not about uh, nurturing. So that's slight difference between taking care of your family and you know, nurturing them to health, which is more of a feminine type of thing. It's more protecting them from danger, which is more masculine, I suppose. That is quite fascinating. <laughs> um, and a really interesting idea for someone who's putting together a marketing strategy during this time. So... Yeah. Um, what kind of what kind of consumer psychology do you see playing out in the market? Things like scarcity, fear of missing out, um, mm. etc. And how is this affecting consumer behavior? I think that this idea of scarcity, as, as you've seen stories, um, and that's certainly at play right now. Um, so. I think part of the thing is, uh, 
I think there, there's certainly a power in words. I guess pe people wouldn't necessarily be in marketing if they didn't believe that. Uh, so by calling something like a pandemic or a crisis, that's going to, when, when consumers you know, hear those words, they are going to react differently than a word like, oh, this is a problem, right? Um, you know, it's more severe and therefore people are, are going to rush out to the stores and there's more of a panic involved. So I, I know that there's some back and forth as far as, well, what should we call this uh, a, a pandemic or not? And so I know like the CDC and World Health Organization, and they are very careful in what, when they use that term just for this very reason, uh, because you don't necessarily want to instill, you, you want people to get worried about it, uh, certainly, but you don't want to instill chaos. So it's a, a fine line at play. Um, so I think that uh, you see some efforts to kind of educate the consumer with like toilet paper, uh, you know, and um, everyone rushed out and bought toilet paper. And now I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I've been to the store a couple of times and I, there's no toilet paper on any, any of the shelves, um, which is strange because there's other things in the store are, are just fine, but toilet paper specifically, you can't get it. Um, so I, I think part of the reason is people don't know how long it's going to last. And because of that, you, you feel like, okay, I need to stockpile uh, because I you know, want to make sure that I, I don't run out of something. Um, but also, I guess from the supply side, um, <clears throat> consumers don't necessarily take into account, well, you know, these companies might still be able to operate and provide, you know, certain certain uh, levels of, of supply. Uh, so it, it's okay if we wait, wait a little bit to, to buy certain things. Um, so I think part of the, the problem right now is we just don't know how long it's going to last. And so because of that, people on the safe side just went ahead and, and stockpiled everything that they could. Um, and right now we're having a, a supply shortage because of that type of, of behavior. Um, so that, that's something that, uh, again, kind of illustrates the, the power of words. I, I, well, as far as marketing techniques, I thought one interesting technique I, I saw, I, I believe it was a uh, business out of Chicago, but I could be wrong about that. And, and it perhaps been repeated, but, uh, restaurants have been you know hit hard by this. Um, so one thing that, uh, restaurants are doing was offering, uh, free roll toilet paper with takeout orders. And they've actually saw a nice little uptick in, uh, in, uh, their, their business because of it. Uh, so to what extent that they're leveraging that for their own benefit, you know, who knows, but it, it's something where they are, you know, in addition to providing their own product, it's, a way to stand out and differentiate yourself uh, and also you know, helping others in the process. So. How can marketers be helpful and not hurtful during this time? Um, well, I think one thing I, I mentioned was this idea of encouraging um, uh, 
more pro-social behavior and, and one way to do that at least indirectly is uh kind of the the terms that you're using um so that's something where marketers if they're cognizant of the how they're referring to their customers it could help the situation more than kind of hurt the situation so i think if you use the the term customer and or consumer in this time uh it could cause a little bit more of a problem um because i think uh the consumer mindset leads to things like stockpiling and uh, you know everybody running out and getting stuff for themselves as quickly as they can um whereas if you again talk about we're all in this together and you know we are going to pitch in and and help you know so, you know do our part to solve this problem i think not only do you get a nice sense of goodwill out of that um <clears throat> because you know consumers see that and say oh it's you know it's good that companies are trying to help in this situation but also this idea that um if consumers see that companies are doing that consumers themselves are probably more likely to also uh, engage in, in more you know, helpful behavior like that. And how can marketers use this as an opportunity rather than a hindrance? And how can they do that ethically? Uh, certainly don't price gouge. <laughs> um, uh, I think, um, I mean, just as long as you're not taking advantage of the consumers, uh, then I, I think it's in, in what you're doing, then I think it, it would be, you know, reasonably ethical. I mean, I'm sure there might be some situations where it's not. Um, but uh, this idea of, um, well, we know that consumers are worried about having paychecks right now. So we'll offer, um, you know, free services for during this time. I've seen some companies do that. Um, now, I, I, I recognize that companies are also trying to make money. So to what extent are you able to do this? In a way, I suppose, if you think about it strategically, it's more um, long-term versus short-term type of action. So um, if your company is able to you know, lower prices in the short term, I mean, that should buy theoretically by you know, long-term loyalty, longer-term loyalty, because people would hopefully appreciate the, the gesture and, and, and return it uh, in kind uh, later on when they're able to. Um, so, uh, you know, some companies like, uh, I mean, uh, like uh, Amazon you know, owns Audible, I believe, and, and they, Audible is offering, uh, you know, for this month, uh, uh, I believe it's free audiobooks for children because they recognize that kids are home and they need something to do. And so they're offering this service, you know, free for, you know, a certain time period. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily done to try to encourage or trick consumers into a long-term membership or anything like that. Um, so if they were to say, oh, you can uh, get free books this month, but in doing so, you have to sign a contract for a two-year subscription. Then I think that's probably not really ethical, 
because you are, are taking advantage of people when they're in a vulnerable situation. So it's, uh, I think that's uh, our marketers need to, to consider during this time. As far as the ethics go, uh, are we doing this in order to take advantage of vulnerable people or are we doing this to help people who are vulnerable during this time? And then from a consumer psychology perspective, how do you see this affecting people long term? Yeah, I, I think that whenever you go through situations like this, it can help define a generation, uh, you know, depending on how, how long this goes and how detrimental it is. Um, so people learn from the experiences that they go through and the, the more difficult the circumstance, the more impactful it's going to be on people in the future. Um, so when the, the Great Recession hit, for instance, uh, that was a situation when I was coming right out of college uh, and going into the job market right when that hit. And uh, all of a sudden, it wasn't so easy to get a job anymore. And uh, that was a situation where people who are already in their careers, they started losing their jobs. They started um, taking more entry-level positions. And all of a sudden, I was just coming out of college and I had to compete against people with years of experience for the same entry-level position. So that's made a really big impact on, on me as far as how I... I see job stability. Uh, So even when the economy was doing fantastic before this happened, it's still in the back of my head, I had this idea that it wasn't doing so well from a job market perspective because of what I had went through all along and made just this big impact on me, thinking it's always going to be this way when when it actually changed over time. Um, So I think that... It, this could potentially impact some consumers. I think if it happens earlier in your life rather than later, you know, of course, it, it makes more of a long-term impact. So, um, you know, children who are going through this now are probably going to recognize in the future or have this fear in the back of their head that something like this can happen again. And it'll probably alter the way that they, um, you know, view schooling, view how they raise their families, Um, you know, the types of products that they buy, people tend to be more practical during this time. Um, So you might see, you know, luxury goods, uh, you know, people not buying that as much uh, in the future uh, because people might be a little bit more careful about what they budget for. Um, So I think those are just some, some broad examples of how something like this can affect consumers into the future. Uh, I think it's it's you know it's a it's something that uh, it's a major thing uh, that everybody's going through, and so it's it's going to and it's not a pleasant thing for sure. So it's going to uh, you know be impactful on a lot of people you know, going forward. Even you know if, if and when this this crisis is finally resolved, it's still going to be in people's minds. How can companies or marketers use this um, in a way to create positive impact? I think when 
you go through periods where all you hear about is bad news and impending doom that you get so much benefit out of uh, kind of the little joys in life. (laughs) People just see, uh, it's just so such a relief to certain people, you know, to to people. Um, So, you know, there's certain stories that I've seen in the media that have uh, been so much more popular now because it's happening now than it would have been. Uh, if it wasn't, if we weren't going through this time period. So like the, uh, you've probably maybe heard of the, the penguins be walking through shed aquarium and stuff like that. Uh, if, if it wasn't the case that we were going through a pandemic and, and hearing about everything that's horrible, uh, I don't think a story like that would, would have brought so much joy to people. Right. Um, and it was just something, you know, simple. And apparently it's something that, that they actually do that fairly regularly. It's just that um, uh, maybe they don't uh, live stream it, but uh, uh, it's something that the Penguins have done before. But just people watching that, they're, they're considering the what's going on in our lives. It's It was just liberating for a moment and just brought a lot of joy. So I think marketers are... are able to to do that by sharing positive you know news during this time certainly it's it's important i think for marketers to recognize there is a problem um actually that's kind of the the marketing principle is there's a problem consumers have a problem and marketers are providing a, a solution to the problem and i think one of the problems right now is, is this is a hard time on everybody. So what's a possible solution that can be provided is, well, something that's more uplifting, you know, <laughs> at least just to take a break from this. So I think uh, just market, I mean, one thing would be marketers sharing positive life stories, you know, within their messaging as well. Um, I think that that would certainly provide a benefit to consumers and and people would grow, I think it would help build uh, brand loyalty um, or more favorable opinions towards the brand because of that. People would get this positive emotion attached to to marketers for doing that. So that that can be, um, you know, one is through gestures of kindness uh, by, you know, helping those who are vulnerable right now, you know, donating things. Uh, Certainly there's that kind of angle to it. Not all companies can do it. Not all companies are willing to do it, um, and, and that's fine. But if you still want to, um, you know, help people, it doesn't necessarily have to be through those types of actions. It can also be through providing different types of messages that are more uplifting. We're going to continue this conversation about marketing in the age of coronavirus. We'll be doing that with a heavy focus on consumer psychology. If you think you can bring some level of expertise or exciting knowledge that we wouldn't have otherwise, please reach out. You can email me directly at andrea at quickly.com. That's quickly without the C. If you enjoyed this podcast, maybe put it on your Instagram story or share it on Facebook or LinkedIn. You get it. Thanks for listening to Market With Me Quickly. I'm Andrea. We hope you're staying safe in these challenging times and that this has helped in some way. 